The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to the Gotham City Gazette, a PoppyChuloRadio.com original series. Poppy Chulo Radio, celebrating a decade of podcasting excellence. Today is Monday, January 25th, 2021, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During this podcast, we'll be having an in-depth discussion on the CW's Batwoman. Please welcome my co-host, Millie Wood. Hello, Gotham City. Let's jump into our discussion of Season 2, Episode 2, which was titled Prior Criminal History and aired January 24th, 2021. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. After her quick spin in the back gear, Ryan Wilder is back to facing the daily challenges of life as herself. Meanwhile, Alice has a new, devious plan to get the attention of both Gotham and Sophia. With Kate still missing and the city in an uprising, Luke and Mary are desperate to find a stand-in. In a pinch, Ryan dons the suit again and comes face-to-face with Alice for the first time. Back at Crow's headquarters, Sophie and Commander Kane try to uncover who may have had a vendetta against Kate. Let's check in on the ratings for Season 2, Episode 2. Batwoman was viewed by 642k total viewers with a point two in the demo. It was down 3% in total viewers from its opener while steady in the demo. So, Millie, what, what, let's talk about this, okay? I was about to do the initial reaction thing because I'm so used to it and I'm triggered by it. All right, I'm going to edit that part out. Okay. Da, 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 da. So, Millie, let's talk about this. And the first thing that I really want to talk about with you is is something that you mentioned and you were like, oh, God, I hope they don't do that. And the professor isn't here, but the professor was like, if this shit happens, I'm stopping watching this show. And I feel like maybe I'm wrong. I feel like the scene that we saw Sophie with um, with Ryan I was like, oh, okay, there's like now no way in hell these two are going to get together. Did that scene calm your fears as well? Because remember you had said something like, I don't know if you pay attention when you talk, but I do. But you had said something to the gist of like, oh, I hope they don't meet each other at a bar or something. And then they hit it off and then Sophie's with another bat person. So what did you think of the fact that Sophie knows Ryan? They've had prior run-ins because of her prior run-ins. So at first I was like, oh, no, they know each other, they have a history, I was like, oh, they're going down that road, but then I, I like, <laughs> push the brakes, and then I, I, I watched the scene, and that was really interesting, um, and I really like the, the background they developed with them, and I think they have made it, uh, so they're kind of a little bit, like, adversaries in a way, 
But then my mind also ran where it's like, I could also see it where it's like they start as enemies and then become some weird triangle, maybe. Um, it feels like a very CW thing. But right now, I think that the storyline that they presented with us is actually really interesting. And I hope that they actually go down this road a little bit more because I think they opened up a can of worms for Sophie that could actually make her character really interesting. So I'm sort of looking forward to seeing how that unfolds for her. Okay. My hope is that they don't do what you said as far as any romance with them just because it's something that they that's a well that they've already hit you know they did that all in season one so it's it would seem it would verge on ridiculous to have sophie have a crush on ryan like if she has a crush on anybody let her have a crush on batwoman because if that's her fetish you know let her have it but i don't want her to have a crush on ryan proper Uh, i think that's just something that they've hit already and uh it would just seem incredibly redundant if they try to do that again i too did like their little backstory the fact that they knew each other i mean it makes sense um and and it it just it clicked when uh, you know i saw it so it worked for me and uh i i liked it a lot so let's talk about something else that i really liked and something else that made complete sense so, in the previous episode, Jacob finds out that, Jacob and Sophie both find out that Kate was the bat. So, in this episode, they both interrogate the two people that were closest, or, or appeared to be closest, to Kate. Both Mary and Luke. And, uh, clearly, you know, we saw they, um, kept Kate's secret, so they were both surprised, or they acted surprised that Kate was the bat, and, and, uh, Mary basically threw out the whole, like, it's not like we were even that close, so why do you think I would know? And then Luke, in essence, threw an immense amount of shade to Sophie, like, well, if she didn't tell you, what makes you think she's gonna tell me, of all people? And it was so spectacular. Uh, Sophie's reaction was perfect, and that immediately shut down the interrogation. But what did you think of um, of both of our people, both of our uh, you know Scoobies, getting grilled by uh, the crows, in essence? It's interesting. You thought it it felt natural because I thought it it felt a little out of place. Um, and maybe it just really? for me a place in the episode. It just seemed how very maybe it was just like, it came well, cause, off. Well, because I felt like you know if they're going to start investigating, I mean they would ask them. You know, did you know? When did you know? How did you know? And this is the other. I like. I felt like. Uh, it, it would be the next logical step. Like once they found out, well, they're immediately, you know, because Kate isn't there for them to question about anything. Cause clearly Kate is, uh, dead or missing. Um, so it's like the next person that they would ask would be these two. Yeah. Not that you've explained that makes, makes sense. I think for me, I guess it was the way they went. It was just so aggressive. I think that maybe it was aggressive. That. Yes. I but do agree with you on that. 
Jacob and Sophie's style. I just, I think in the flow of the episode, it was very abrupt, and like that could have been the the intention. I just like these poor little Scoobies just out here trying to, you know, protect <laughs> protect the secret and everything like that, and they're being grilled by like, Jacob and and Sophie. So I thought it was it was a little strange in that sense, but it does make sense that that's their their natural reaction. Um, and I love like they had full on sass going on, and I do like how even though we're only season in, like we're able to bring back Mary Mary's like relationship and backstory and how much it's grown, and that she's now like you know vouching for kate and the secret and everything like that so i like that little moment now let's stick with mary for a moment because a plot point that they brought up in this episode is is something that they had ignored a bit uh, ever since her mother died and i'm glad that it came back and it came back pretty much with the vengeance in this episode so the idea that mary is in essence just supposed to accept Alice's existence in Gotham and and that sort of thing and 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 she's expected to just to sort of get over the fact that Alice murdered her mother in cold blood um is is a plot point that really wasn't explored as much in the previous season, but it's something that was heavily referenced throughout this entire episode, especially at a certain point when uh, when Ryan dons the cowl again and the cape and all that kind of stuff, and uh, Ryan is hell-bent on killing Alice. And, and Mary has this moment with Luke, which is like, you know, shouldn't she? I, I mean, you know, Alice killed her mom, in essence. Alice killed my mom. And I'm just supposed to get over it because she was Kate's sister and that sort of thing. Uh, Earlier in the episode, there was the moment as well where, uh, in essence, Mary sort of bonded with Ryan over their shared trauma of losing their mothers to Alice's machinations. And then we also had another moment in which Mary came face to face with Alice as well, um, I, I want to talk about Alice and um, Alice's reaching out separately. So, so try not to get into that. Uh, but speaking specifically about Mary and Mary uh, bringing up her trauma uh, about her mother's death, what did you think of how they dealt with it? And, and and are you glad that they're finally dealing with that plot beat from last season? I am because I I do agree that they kind of brushed it under the rug in the first season there's a lot going on and i'm glad that now mary is is getting this opportunity to really grow or explore that part and i like how they introduced it we kind of were teased with last week like she mentioned it oh you know that's how her mom or ryan's mom died and so i'm glad it kind of came back and that that is the the bond between her and ryan i think that's going to help in in terms of equaling out the bat team because tensions are a little little high there with some of the other bat team members and so um i like how that's how they're connected and also makes sense that you like you bond over tragedy tragedy um so i I like that that mary gets something besides you know just kind of being the the support yeah totally um i i like that a lot um i'm loving ryan's chemistry with everybody uh just bt dubs Um, um yeah i really enjoyed this episode um, and, and a lot of it was because of Ryan uh, Javicia. Leslie is just fantastic in the role. So uh, we are going to talk about Luke, but I'm going to hop, skip, and jump over him because I want to uh, bring up the plot point that I was that I sort of teased with Alice. 
So in this episode, Alice Alice does a lot. <laughs> she does a whole lot in this episode. But the one thing that I want to discuss right now that Alice did that I thought was interesting, and, and it was fascinating that two characters picked up on it. So she, she uh, sneaks up on um, uh, <laughs> Penny Loafer, Julia. The fact that she did Penny so many times with different things was just fantastic. She sneaks up on Julia and basically uh, offers her a deal. You know, we have a common enemy, the enemy of my enemy. Let's team up together and let's take down Sophia. You know, we can get revenge on what she did to Kate and this, that, or the other. And Julia's basically like, uh, no, she swipes left and um, she gets shanked for it. Later on, she reaches out to Mary as well. And um, she basically is like, you know, you are my only sister and, and, and you know, this, that, or the other. And uh, both of them basically clock her game and they're like, you're you're only doing this because Kate isn't around and 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 you're reaching out because you know Kate wasn't going to do anything to stop you but you know there's someone else out there that wants to stop you so you don't have Kate to protect you and that's the only reason why you're reaching out uh what did you think of that and, and yeah what did you think of uh Alice's desperation in this episode I think we saw it coming, but I, and I was saying it was kind of unexpected because we already know that she's kind of crazy and, and unhinged, and you didn't think she could get even more crazy and unhinged, so or even, I guess, have some emotions. So to see her react this way to Kate's death, disappearance, um, it it's kind of comforting. It's like, oh, you know, deep down, Beth is there, and she does care for her sister, um, and it makes sense that this is how she reacts. Like, she just goes even more outrageous, and she goes after the people that are important to Kate. Uh, so I like how they did that, um, and I also love the conversation with uh, Julia, like you said, all those puns. It was a very short scene, but she packed uh, a lot of sass and a lot of, like, very good material in that short car scene. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree with you on that. So, uh I don't really want to have this conversation every podcast, but they keep on doing stuff on this show that makes me have to have this conversation again, at least th during this week's episode. What are they doing with Kate? This is the second episode, and, um, you know, in this episode, we're going to get to it, but Ryan is at least... Uh, Batwoman uh, pro temp, you know, she has been accepted by the end of the episode. We'll be speaking about that in, in a little bit. But because of that, you know, it's it's still temporary, they're calling her. And uh, in the episode, there's a conversation when uh, when Alice goes and, uh, you know, chats with Mary. In essence, uh, Alice is like, oh, you think she's still alive? And she's like, well, I'm not, I don't really believe in hope. You know, 
we, me and Hope, we have a, an agreement. You know, I don't get my hopes up, so I don't have to be disappointed, in essence, is what she said. And so she realized that Mary thinks that Kate might be out there. And then Mary and Jacob, at the end of the episode, have a conversation. And in essence, their conversation is, you know, you've had this experience before, you know, you know what to do, like, we can't give up, you know, you saw what happened, in essence, with Alice, so we can't give up hope, and if you're going to search for her, I'm going to be right by your side. What are they going to do? It, it just, it seems strange. I, I mean, I know that this is this is still fresh, so it's something that they do have to deal with, and um, it, it would be out of character for our characters, especially given the history and the mythos of the show, a.k.a. Beth slash Alice. It would be strange for them to all of a sudden just accept that she's gone, especially because, as Mary mentioned, you know, nobody. We all know what that means. But how long can they drag this out? And with the showrunners having said when they announced that Kate was no longer, or that Ruby Rose was no longer going to be on the show, with them saying that they weren't going to kill Kate off, are we going to see Kate again? Because I feel like after this episode, I feel like it's going to be inevitable that we're going to get Kate back. But I don't think it's going to be Ruby Rose. And my only concern about that, and, and we did have a similar discussion in the previous podcast during the, the season premiere, is why would they introduce Ryan Wilder if we're just going to get Kate back? And, um, yeah. So, I don't know. Did this did this episode stir up anything in you in regards to what the hell are they doing with this, you know, Kate situation? It did. It was very similar to what was stirred up in you, because it was like, I think when I was like, okay, maybe they're doing it, I really hope not, but then when Luke was like, oh, you know, you can be Batwoman for now, I was like, oh, um, I mean, that's also Luke being a little bit reluctant, but just that that glimmer of hope, and then especially the, the quote-unquote team up with Mary and Jacob, I felt was like, that made me feel like it signals they're going to be doing it for quite a few episodes, but I'm like, I don't know, that doesn't seem sustainable. He said, inevitably, they're going to have to have Kate, or they're going to have to declare her dead, or she gets a letter saying, you know, I'm hiding somewhere. Um, But I was also wondering if maybe, does Mary have that hope? Or did Alice's speech get with her, and she's just trying to bond with Jacob in a way? And then they're going to go on this hunt together, and that's really just how they develop their relationship. I was like, maybe that was kind of my hope, but I really do think they're going to go with the, continue this, this path to trying to find Kate. Um, but I hope maybe they just kind of get a bunch of dead ends and, and it kind of fades out by a couple episodes, but hopefully not too long, like mid season. Hopefully they have rounded it all up. Yeah. Yeah. One would hope. Um, we, we still, I don't think have a clue as to how many episodes there are this season. So usually mid season is around episode, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, and uh, if if they aren't doing a normal season's uh, load of episodes, then mid-season could be episode six or seven. And I, I don't know, for some reason I feel like that's way too soon if they're setting up a whole, you know, where is Kate mystery and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. 
Oh gosh. So I mean, that's it's something that they have to deal with, but they have to deal with it properly. And I'm I'm just incredibly worried that it's going to get dragged out. Like I don't know if this should be a season long mystery. Um, yeah. Uh, and if they are going to bring Kate back, how are they going to integrate her into the fold? Is um is something I'm worried about as well. Uh, I guess we can stick a pin in it because it's it's basically just theorizing and hypothesizing at this moment. But it's something to think about as we watch these episodes and as, in essence, we see Ryan bonding with the team a whole lot more. So let's talk about Ryan. Because, man, Ryan, when, she, when you know, we saw her trying to get a job and she got turned down because of her... Uh, priors and that sort of thing but uh, she as she was like talking she was like you know i know criminals and, and she, in essence she said that to luke and mary like i know criminals i'm a very observant person you know you know what's better to have than someone who has been around criminals to to be able to spot a criminal and observant she is because man did she clock that alice was beth were you impressed by that I was, and I was like, wait, did she, was it a little too softball, or, you know, are the people of Gotham just a little bit (laughs) clueless, but I was impressed how quickly she found it. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Sophie, Sophie, in essence, gave it away a little bit, so that was, like, her bad, but even, the fact that she even just put it two and two together so quickly was uh, amazing. I also loved how they used race in the episode. Uh, We didn't it wasn't like a big thing that they did, but just the two comments. Uh, in, in the first one was Ryan when she was like, "No, I was just talking about she's a white girl. Like if she were a black girl, you know, they would have gotten her fast. They would have shot her dead." And and then later on, when Ryan is like, "Yeah, I can be Kate," you know, not, not sorry, not Kate, but I can be I can be Batwoman. You know, I can do get in the suit and I could tell them this, that, or the other, and whatever. And he was like, um, hello, you're black. Like, they're going to know that it's not you. Uh, I liked how they did that because it's it's something that will become glaringly obvious uh, as uh, Ryan becomes uh, better known as Batwoman, uh, especially because, as, as I referenced in the previous podcast, you know, she did this spread in CatCo magazine <laughs> The previous year, where in essence she came out, um, not spilling uh, her uh, true identity, but that she came out as as lesbian and that sort of thing. Uh, did you like how they handled race in this episode, Millie? I did. I was curious after last episode when they had that whole statistic spiel, it felt a little heavy-handed, so I was wondering if that's what they were going to kind of try to do or what they would be doing throughout the season. But um, I like how this episode definitely, I think, showed that they they can be subtle about it and and really integrate it in a way that works with the story and not just trying to hit us over the head. And I really like that. And I think that, like I said, it opens up a can of worms that it's going to be explored. I'm glad they're going down this route. Mm -hmm, Totally. Let's talk about Luke. So Luke clearly is, uh, out of both of our Scoobies, is the one that is going to take the longest to warm up to Ryan. Which, let's be real, I mean, it took him a moment to really accept Kate donning the costume as well. 
So it, it's not that surprising. Um, I, I, I do like that it's like the yin and the yang. Like Mary is incredibly warm and excited and wants Ryan to be a part of the team and, and wants Ryan out there on the streets, you know, uh, being the symbol, this beacon of hope for uh, Gotham. And then you have Luke on the other side. It's like, no, 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 not her. Like, she, she is not worthy. She's, you know... It, not her. She's she's not going to put that cape on again. I loved how irascible he was throughout the episode. I loved the shade that he was throwing throughout all, all of it. I, I mean, it, he just made me laugh at how much he was being so just, just, I don't even know what the proper term is. He was just being hella shady towards uh, Ryan uh, and, and completely dismissive. What did you think of Luke throughout the episode? He was so shady and sassy. I loved it. And <laughs> it was it was great to see him um, that way. It brought a little humor, but not like like really bad humor. It, it worked well. Um, and I think, he said, like I said, it makes sense because he does have his guard up a little bit with new people and, and then he has it with, you know, with Ryan um, and he's hurt, you know, his best friend's gone. So he's going through a lot. So I can definitely feel where all the shades coming. Um, and I like how we, we see the difference between him and Mary. Um, not only does it, it add something to the, to the bat cave, I think it also shows that like everybody on the bat team, they're going to have differing opinions. I think that's going to allow for really interesting like, conversation and how they're going to operate as a team. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Especially once maybe one or both of them start donning a costume as well and uh, crime fighting. Maybe. I mean, yeah. If that ends up happening, that would be kind of awesome. So, let's see. Uh, let me see. What other small... Pl- oh, well, let's talk about Dearly Departed Mouse. So, I referenced in, in the previous podcast, I was like, I was impressed that they brought back the actor just to have him play dead. But clearly they brought him back because we were going to see him again. Because, yes, he, he, he did play dead, but he was playing dead for a reason. So, what did you think was going on? Did you put two and two together or anything when you saw, you know, Alice and and the rat and the bats and all of that? And yes, it rhymed it, so it was amazing. It was good. Um, I had no idea what she was doing. I was still a little disturbed that she was going to offer up Mouse's body to somebody um, <laughs> to get past that step as I was very surprised with the with the bats and I was confused by the mouse um so it took it definitely threw me off but I kind of like how it was used in a morbid way uh it was a little bit creative on Alice's end I guess yeah I I agree with that so her diabolical plan for the episode was uh you know so all these these the rat was strapped onto mouse which sounds weird and all these bats became attracted to attracted to the rat they nibbled on mouse and because mouse was poisoned with uh, the uh, the desert rose is the antidote or was or is it the poison i'm confused or is the desert rose <laughs> both I think it's the poison. Okay. So because he had, um, he was poisoned with the desert rose, um, 
you know, that would, uh, you know, that the bats would nibble on them, they would have the desert rose in them, and then whomever they bit, clawed, or whatever, they'd pass on the desert rose to them. And so she was taking advantage of a We Need Batwoman uh, rally to uh, basically poison a good deal of the Gotham denizens. I should make a little note that there was a rally, you know, calling on Batwoman because footage was released of the crows, in essence, attacking Batwoman, what we saw in the season finale. And uh, Batwoman hadn't been seen in Gotham since then, so she th- so so they think, the uh, Gothamites think that uh, she's hiding because of her standoff with the crows. So, uh, in essence, uh, everyone gets bitten that's there and uh alice ends up providing mary with a sample of mary's blood remember that episode with the the lady that uh, appeared uh vampiric um but she needed the blood because she had uh she she um i forget what it was that was her problem she needed the blood because she was like transfusing the blood into herself because she she needed it because she was sick or something like that I think that was the plot point for that villain. Do you remember? I don't, but that vaguely sounds correct. Okay. So I think that's what it was. And and so uh, she was, uh, I know that in that episode, Mary nearly died because she almost got all of her blood drained out from her. So, uh, so she provides, um, Alice provides Mary with her own blood so that it can be used to create a uh, antidote. And Hamilton Dynamics does end up creating an antidote and everyone ends up being fine. But the real reason for this outside of causing chaos in Gotham was to attract uh, Sophia. And uh, I have a separate question for that. So, before we move on to that separate question, when they mentioned Hamilton Dynamics, did that at all, you know, trigger something in you, Millie, in regards to maybe Mary being involved with Hamilton Dynamics? It did. I, for some reason, thought she was running it. <laughs> I guess I just I did too. For the role. Yeah. I thought that too, or at least, you know, having a leadership role there, but I guess she doesn't um, at all. So I don't know if this will end up being a plot point, but I I hope it does, if I'm being fully honest. Uh, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Stay tuned for that. So my next question is, so she does end up getting the attention of Sophia. Uh, Sophia ends up sending one of her minions uh, named uh, Tatiana, who has a very long sword, uh, compensating for something, maybe. And she held up the sword. So, um, okay. So, let's rewind a little bit. So, uh, Julia, being the amazing person that she is, she ended up, you know, tracking down to where they think Alice is probably holed up. All right. So, she tells this to Sophie. And Sophie's basically like, okay, don't tell anybody. This doesn't make a square, but, you know, don't tell anybody. You know, we'll just handle this ourselves. She ends up tracking down Alice. It looks like something's about to go down because she's going to have her uh, handcuffed herself and that sort of thing. But then Tatiana with the big sword ends up showing up and puts it against um, 
Sophie's neck and is like, nope, she's mine. In reference to Alice. There was a moment for me that I thought, oh my god, this is how they're going to get rid of Sophie. Because wouldn't it have been badass for like Tatiana just to slit her throat? That would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, although I didn't dislike Sophie in this episode, if I'm going to be fully honest. Um, I don't know. What about you? What did you think of Sophie throughout the episode? I little, like, think the whole relationship with her and Julia was drawn out a bit. Also, I probably, it was just me being nitpicky, but um, I don't know. I thought it, it seems a little harsh to be mad at her because she was keeping Kate's secret of being Batwoman. Like, yeah, they're in a relationship, but, you know, that's someone's super secret, superhero identity. You don't just go around telling people, even though it's, like, something that you dated. Also, I felt like that whole thing was a bit fell off and just kind of manufactured drama. But it's also very common, I think, for the significant other to feel left out when the secret's being held in the CW-verse. But um, I I was a little annoyed with Sophie there. But then her interaction with Ryan made up for it, so it was like 70-30. Okay. Okay. I didn't... Sophie didn't bother me this episode. Um, I, I thought her reactions to everything was appropriate, so I thought the writing was fine. I do like her with Julia in a weird sort of way. Um, I, I don't know if that's a, a point, the plot point that that will be picked up at, at a certain point. But uh, the fact that uh, Julia was like, so what is it that, you know, I didn't tell you the truth about Kate or that I'm not Kate? And then she was like, both. I was like, damn, that's a burn. <laughs> I was like, all right now. Uh, I don't know how she's she's supposed to get over... I mean, she's going to have to get over Kate if Kate is dead. If Kate returns, um, and she's a different person, played by a different uh, actor, uh, or she returns with Alice's face or something, um, yeah, that, that might be interesting. Um, I don't know what they would do there. Uh, but, yeah, clearly uh, chemistry was lacking between Sophie and Kate last season. So maybe a, a different person playing Kate might fix that issue. Stay tuned, I guess. So Sophia has, has made her uh, presence known, which uh, was really interesting. And it was nice to, to see that by the end of the episode. So Ryan... In this episode, she comes face-to-face with Alice. So everything is going down at the protest, and there's this entire back and forth of like, well, I can, you know, I can be Batwoman. You know, I did it before. I can do it again. I can calm them down. It's not like you can have auditions for a new one. I don't know if that was a little subtle shade at the recasting of Batwoman. But, um... But yeah, so so she goes out and she does the Batwoman thing and nobody's paying attention to what she's saying because everyone's excited just to see Batwoman. Uh, the bats are unleashed and she's, uh, in essence, uh, before that happens, she's distracted by Alice being there. And uh, Ryan is like, oh, I'm going to kill her. I'm turning off the comms. She's going to pay for what she did. They get into a fight sequence Alice manages to get away, and uh, Ryan is calmed down enough to to basically be told, you need to rescue and save these people. 
Jacob is down there and is like, this is an imposter. Get her. Ryan does save the day. She ends up uh, finding uh, the, um, the, the mechanical thing that is using echolocation to attract the bats into the area. She draws them away and she kabooms them. And uh, in that moment, you know, a it looked like it was a homeless teen is like, thank you, Batwoman. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm not really Batwoman. She's like, you are f- to me. What did we think of Ryan as Batwoman again in this episode? And what did you think of her wanting to kill Alice? I liked her as Batwoman. I thought her fight sequence with Alice was really good. Um, I feel like we hadn't got to see that kind of fight in a while, so I enjoyed seeing that. Um, and I think I know you shouted out last last episode, but love the new Batmobile. I was super excited to like see it really speed down a down the street. Um, and I thought that I love the way that they showed that at the end when just like well, you know you are to me. I think that oh. I apologize. That's not what you have. Sorry. Well, no, no. We'll, we'll be moving into that. I, I just want to talk about that when um, when we talk about uh, the flashback, which I haven't mentioned yet. Okay. My bad. I'll just pick up from um, – because you asked about the uh, – I was all hung up on the Batmobile. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. About, no, about, um, about uh, her seeing Alice and then what she wants – that she wants to kill her. Oh, okay. I like that they have this conflict between Alice and Ryan. I mean, obviously they highlighted, like, Kate would not kill Alice ever. So now that there's a Batwoman out there that has the tools to do it, I think it, it's going to pose this really interesting uh, battle for Alice. When Alice was like, you know, this new Bat, she seems to be out for me. She, it looked like she was a little bit renewed. Like, she has a new challenge, not just to go out and find Sophia, but now she has another challenge, and I think that's going to kind of be fun to see um, how she might try to taunt Ryan while also trying to do some other weird, you know, diabolical plans. Yeah. 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 Uh, I do wonder how seriously ryan's gonna take the batwoman doesn't kill because like luke was very adamant about that at the end of it when in essence she's welcomed into the Batcave, and mary you know is gonna give her the tour and that sort of thing uh she's still you know i I think she's gonna struggle with that especially when it comes to alice and and i think she she should to be quite honest um yeah i don't know what they're gonna do with alice this season but um, I, I do still, I, I'm still agreeing with myself for what I said last week of, you know, they can't have an Alice problem. It's it's just going to be ridiculous that Gotham is not able to get rid of this villain. And um, they, they are going to have to do something with that. Uh, oddly enough, I did say that about Tobias Whale over on Black Lightning and Tobias Whale now in Black Lightning's fourth and final season is still a presence. So uh, we're going to have to see what ends up happening here on uh, Batwoman. So let's talk about that. that, uh, The final thing that I mentioned in regards to Ryan. So the the homeless teen, you are Batwoman to me. Earlier in the episode, we saw a flashback. And the flashback was to Halloween night. Uh, you know, about, uh, uh, I guess, uh, a few months before. 
and Ryan was walking, she was being harassed, uh, she was almost burgled, she was almost hurt, and Batwoman saved the day. And uh, in a bit of, maybe it was way too on the nose, I don't know, but she ends up looking through the journals, because remember, Kate would be writing to Bruce uh, throughout last season. And she finds a journal entry from that night, and it basically is like, you know, I found, you know, I, I saved this woman, and she was incredibly strong, I saw her herself in me, or I saw myself in her, and this, that, or the other, um, you know, it just makes me, uh, it, it, it confirms, you know, me being Batwoman and that sort of thing. And uh, the episode ends with uh, Ryan, in essence, writing a letter to Kate, which, you know, I, I guess is slightly cheesy, but uh, I like Ryan, so I'll go with that cheese. What did you think of the flashback as well as um, how it affected, how, how what happened in the present affected Ryan as well? Oh. Sort of like the flashback. It just seemed a little bit trying a little too hard to connect her with Batwoman. Um, but at the same time, it does kind of make sense. You know, Batwoman mission was to go and save, you know, those in the like lower, like lesser parts of town. Um, so that all made sense at the same time of them, you know, definitely trying to wink at, hey, there's a connection. Uh, I, I agree it was cheesy that she is writing to Kate, but I, I like this type of cheese, so I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, it was incredibly cheesy, but in a good way. Um, yeah, because I like Ryan. Uh, I found myself really enjoying her in this episode. I don't know if you did uh, as well, uh, but like Ryan is just so fantastic. Javicia Leslie is bringing such an incredible energy to what she's doing, and uh, it, it just seems as if she's having a ball being allowed to be a superhero. Yes. And I also think that, um, and we see it when she sees Mouse, like she somewhat is kind of like the audience, like she's reacting, like she was really excited when she got the suit, she's like this is actually cool, she's not trying to be humble, and she was disgusted and when she saw Mouse, and she was scared of bats, and so she's really like personable, even though she's stepping in the shoes of a, a superhero, so I really like that as well, and you can tell that she's really enjoying it. Ain't that the truth. So before we get into the MVP, was there anything that I missed, a small plot point or anything that uh, we haven't discussed that uh, you wanted to bring up, Millie? Oh, just that we got the welcoming voice of Vesper Fairchild at the end. It was nice to hear again. We did. I actually wondered if we were going to hear Rachel Maddow as Vesper this season, and I'm glad that we did. And it was teeny tiny. But it was welcome, because it was something that was introduced in Season 1, and uh, we didn't get it in the previous episode. But to be quite honest, it was probably most appropriate that we got it in this episode, because it was after we saw Batwoman again in public. And so, of course, Vesper was like, you know, oh, you know, Batwoman is back. But uh, there are rumors that, you know, this might be a new Bat Lady. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm, I like that a lot. I hope that we get more of Vesper, especially, you know, giving us, uh, in essence, a taste of what uh, Gotham is talking about. 
just like we did last season. So hopefully this is the first of many more Vesper uh, Vesper uh, cameos or whatever you want to call them. All right, so now it is time for the MVP, the most valuable player. State which character impressed you throughout the episode and why. Once a character has been chosen, they cannot be selected again. So choose wisely. Millie, who's your MVP? I think I'll have to give my MVP to Mary this episode. Um, I mean, as always, she's super fun, and I just love the sequence when she's kind of coaching Ryan on how to pose and, you know, not be too over the top. Um, I thought that was really fun. Um, but at the same time, like, she did get these intense kind of more emotional, character-driven moments with, like, Alice and with Jacob. So it was a nice all-around um, performance. And, of course, uh, you know, <laughs> sorry. and, of course, she does a great job with it as well. So I have to give it to Mary. I like that choice. I'm going to give it to Alice. We're all sort of Rachel Scarston fans here, so it, it shouldn't be that much of a surprise. But uh, this week was incredibly Alice-heavy, but it was all really good. We saw different shades of Alice. There was the incredibly crazed and manic and uh, unpredictable Alice. And then there was the the more desperate and, uh, you know, an Alice that was clawing her way from, you know, to the top from, you know, this, this giant chasm or something like that. Uh, you know, an Alice looking for a ray of hope. Uh, not hope, because she doesn't believe in hope, but a ray of help. That doesn't make any sense. But looking for help is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, I really like that. There were different shades of Alice throughout the entire episode. Her plan was batshit crazy, but she's Alice, so it should be batshit crazy. And, um, yeah, and, and almost her resolve at the end, uh, knowing that she caught um, Sophia's attention, was really neat as well. So uh, I'm going to give it to Alice. Now it's time to rate the episode. How would you rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10 bat signals? The point system is allowed, and if you found the episode exceptional, deserving of more than a 10, you may archive the episode in the bat cave. I'll go first, and I'm going to give it a solid 9. I found this episode to be very entertaining and, and really riveting from beginning to end. I thought all of the plots, you know, the A, B, C, D storylines were really interesting. I didn't think any of it was filler. I thought uh, Ryan's second turn as Batwoman was really good. Alice's plan was fantastic. And... Uh, Everyone really had a chance to shine throughout the entire episode. So I thought it was just a really good, very rewatchable hour of Batwoman. Millie, what about you? How would you rate this episode? I'd have to rate it an 8.3. I did enjoy it, and I, I think it was... But at the same time, I felt like it was a little bit of a, an extension of the premiere where it's still laying a lot of groundwork. And maybe it was just I want to see more Ryan. And it felt like they were still trying to, you know, put all the things that we're going to see play out later. So it felt a little draggy and exposition-y, in my opinion. Um, and some of the things, like the Sophie part, <laughs> dragged it a little bit for me. But it definitely was an enjoyable part and, and a 
step up from last week. So it is in a promising direction. And on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of the Gotham City Gazette. Here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for the Gotham City Gazette and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. My co-host, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, listeners. And if you want to follow along with me, you can find me on Twitter as at the Asian Nerd. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of the Gotham City Gazette every Tuesday via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Papichula Radio Archives. Good night.